0: Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarney.
1: Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi. Your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Jonathan Kahn stays with us this hour to continue... Uh, discussing the mind-blowing revelations in his new book, The Harbinger 2, The Return, due out September 1st. Now, before we get back to Jonathan, if you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love my podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited. It's available wherever you find your favorite podcasts, also available on Spotify. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you can subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com, conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. And the Conspiracy Unlimited app is now available for free for both iOS and Android devices from the App Store and Google Play. And you can also stream premium content from the app for you Conspiracy Unlimited Plus members. You can stream all the premium content from the app. In his book, The Harbinger, Jonathan Kahn revealed a prophecy about ancient Israel that was eventually fulfilled in the 8th century BC when Israel was destroyed and certain events and facts related to the 9 11 a- terror attacks against the U.S. in 2001. Jonathan calls these events and facts harbingers and argues that they show a connection between ancient Israel's destruction and a possible coming destruction of the present day. United States. He also says that ancient Israel received a warning before being destroyed, and that the nine eleven harbingers form a similar warning from God to America. Now he's back with the harbinger too. The return, after eight years of anticipation, the prophecies that captured the world's attention in the New York Times bestseller, uh, bestseller, the harbinger, are finally back and more relevant the coronavirus-infected the United States and world than ever before. Jonathan is known for his uncovering of ancient mysteries and revealing their often startling significance to our day and age. His teachings and messages are broadcast daily throughout the United States and the world. He's a spiritual leader of the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Jonathan, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out for the full two hours.
0: Always great to be
1: with you, Richard. So, in Harbinger 2, there's a chapter called the Ninth of Tammuz. What's that all about?
0: Well, it was a day where judgment was really sealed over Israel, and that was, the Bible records it, it calls it the Ninth of Tammuz, and Tammuz is simply, well, it's the name of a god, actually, but it's also a Hebrew month. And what happened was, the prophet Jeremiah records it, it's recorded in other places, and that is that on that day is the day that the defensive walls of the nation were removed. And that's the day that the Babylonians broke in to Jerusalem, basically. And once they did, once the walls were breached, that was it. That was the end. I mean, it was sealed what was going to happen. Not only that, the king actually fled during that time and just kind of took off. And so there was no more defense. And surely enough, after that, it falls. But that was the first sign. And that day became a day of mourning among the Jewish people. To this day, it's a day of tragedy. Well... This is something we have to speak about, and that is that America did something which other nations have done you know, in, in following it, and that is that it redefined what is marriage in the Bible. And it basically, it, it's a sacred thing from God, and it redefined it. It turned it away. That's a major, gigantic thing. But when did that happen? That, it was June 26, It was 2015. Supreme Court struck it down. Major. It's still affecting everything. And it clearly goes against what the Bible says. But when was it? It happened on the 9th of Tammuz. It was on the day that the walls are removed, that the defense around the civilization is removed, and the day that says that you are sealing what is yet to come. And so it all happened. Now, again, the Supreme Court justice had no idea. Nobody had any idea. It just happened. But just like everything else, on the day of removing the hedge, so the hedge was removed.
1: In The Harbinger two, you reveal a recent president inscribed some ancient words on a very famous building. What were those words? What was that
0: building? Well, the president, start with that. The president was Obama. And uh, it's not about people, it's not about anything, but here's what happened. We spoke about one of the harbingers that remained, one of the non harbingers. That's the tower. So, well, they're building the tower. And it comes to the point where they're gonna crown it. They're gonna get to the top of it. So Obama, the president, comes down to ground zero, to the Harbinger. He sits down and they present to him a beam. Now on the beam he can write anything he wants. And they say, write, inscribe the beam that's gonna be the highest beam. It's gonna crown the sky, crown the tower. Now, in Hebrew, when you look at the vow that was said by the ancient leaders, which actually brought destruction, that Isaiah 9:10, 10 you could sum it up in three parts. The first part refers to the destruction, the bricks have fallen, or the sycamore has been struck down. It refers to the attack. So, it's it, The second part is, we rebuild, or we replant. We're going to undo it. And the third part is, we're going to do it stronger or bigger than before. We're coming back in defiance. So we'll rebuild with this or that. So you got, this is what happened. You got, we will rebuild and then you have it's going to be we're going to do it stronger we're coming back Obama what does he put on the beam he writes down we remember that's talking about 9-11 he says we rebuild and we come back stronger he's paraphrasing Isaiah nine ten, but now it's on the beam it's on the tower in fact, in fact, when the ancient israel the leaders they pronounced judgment on the nation, and by saying these words, it wasn't you know twenty something words you read in English in your Bible. Isaiah ten is eight words, eight words a Hebrew brought judgment on the nation. The words that the president inscribed on the highest beam of that tower eight words, eight English words to the eight Hebrew words. In fact, in the center of the English vowel of what he wrote is the word rebuild. The center of the Hebrew vow is the word nivneh, which means rebuild, as in we rebuild. Same thing. And so here, the highest words in America are the words of defiance on the Tower of Defiance, the words of defiance. And here, by eight words, a nation was judged. So again, that is what's there on that tower. That, remember, it rose with the words, it actually began with the words of Dashiell saying, Isaiah 9:10, we'll rebuild. It's crowned with the same thing. And it was also you know, by that tower that they found the scripture on Babel. So all of these things, but these are all signs. I've got to say one other thing with the president, because I mentioned that harbinger. Well, what about the other one that survived? You know, it says, we will rebuild. For the, but it says, we will plant cedars in their place or the heiress trees remember the, the sycamore fell so they plant the stronger tree well they did it at ground zero they did it they had a ceremony they called it the tree of hope it's going to represent america coming back well what happened to that harbinger that you know that's where the harbinger left off but what happened to it since there's a sign in the bible of national judgment and, and the sign is uh, it's given the bible of a branch or a tree that withers away what happened to the Tree of Hope? It began to wither away. They tried to do everything they could, no matter what they did. it withered away. It was like here 's a sign of America withering away and they tried to you know they brought in new ground they, and they, they planted bushes along it, and the bushes that were far away were healthy. The ones that were close to the tree were, like, cursed. So it started drying out. And a symbol in the Bible of a nation that is drying out, you know, here spiritually. It may still exist, but it's drying out. And then the other thing that happened is Obama, the president, came down again to Ground Zero, or actually before, came down, and he's at Ground Zero, and he says a scripture on the anniversary of Ground Zero. But he changes the word from the scripture. The scripture says, God will bring blessing, I'm paraphrasing, but he will break the bow. He'll break the bow an hour. He'll break the, the weapon. So he'll bring peace. He'll break the bow. But Obama says, but he will break the bow, which is different. You know, and the first is a sign of national blessing. The second is a sign of national judgment. One of the signs in the Bible... Of national judgment is that he says, I will break the branch. I will break the bow again and again and again. And so Obama says he will break the bow. Well, across right near him is that tree, and it's going to have it it literally its branches are going to be broken off because they're trying to save it. They can't. And then finally, the final sign in the Bible of judgment, of a destruction of a nation, is the striking down of the Erez tree. Because the Erez tree, which is sometimes translated cedar, but it's not just cedar, the Erez tree means the strong, the strength. So if you cut that down, it's not like the sycamore. That's a gigantic judgment it's talking about. And so it's bigger than, in other words, if 9-11 is linked to the sycamore, well, then something that's coming is linked to the striking down of the heiress tree. It's going to be bigger. And so it literally, the heiress tree was struck down at ground zero. The seventh harbinger was struck down at ground zero when they struck it down on a Hebrew holy day. They struck it down on Passover. It was struck down, which is all about judgment. On the same time, you know, the Bible says, talks about one of the signs of national judgment is the moon turns dark blood red. You know, I'm not saying that's the final fulfillment that will be in Revelation, but on the day that the tree was struck down, the moon turned blood red, there was an eclipse there in the heavens. In fact, Richard, when the other harbinger, the tower, reached its top, when they put the spire on it, on that day, the other sign of judgment, the sun was darkened. So you have all these things, the tree, people ask, what about the tree of hope? It represents America. The tree of hope has fallen. Unbelievable.
1: So, that brings us up to sort of the present day, this, as you describe it, the shaking that's happening now in America. Is this part of the ancient mystery, and does the Harbinger too? do you explain why it's happening and where it's all heading?
0: Yes, that is the major part, and that's where this is all going. First of all, we'll start, I mean, this is very important for everybody where they are right now, because it's about where we are and where we're going, and, and what we need to know at the same moment. So, a few things. First of all, in the harbinger too it's taking it now where it goes and the thing is that but the original book the harbinger there's a chapter near the end called things to come and with things to come it says a number of things it says first of all that there's going to be shakings What happens is you have this window of time as we spoke about, but then the window starts coming towards its, its close and shakings start resuming on the land. Now we know that there are shakings that have come on the world, but they are particularly coming on America as we can see. And not just one, it's like everything at once. Well, it says it will come. Now in that, it talks about what kinds of shaking. You know, those of you who know The Harbinger, there's a man called the Prophet. I mean, it's all real what you're reading about, but I, I speak it through a man called the Prophet. And he's saying, they will come in the form of, and it goes through a a number of things. Number one, it comes through economic collapse. Well, we're we're seeing something right now. It comes through the breakdown of the society, its structure, its infrastructure, division, disorder, shakings, the collapse of that man-made calamities and natural calamities, all of them. Now, right now, we are seeing, first of all, we have the pestilence, the plague, the pandemic happening on one hand. You can call that natural or unnatural. But then you have, at the same time, you have an economic collapse America that rivals the depression, whatever happens that 's what what can then you have a lockdown that has paralyzed the nation and more than America, of course. And then you have the disorder that has broken out, you know, over America, that's shaking as well, this whole society. You know, all these things, and one of the patterns of the Bible is that, you know, and I'm, I'm not giving dates and that, but I'm saying that, I was saying for a while that, that I believe that we're at the edge of the window. Now, whether it's the full window or part of the window, we're coming to this thing. And all these things begin to happen. But not only that. In the harbinger, when it speaks about the shakings to come, it uses the word, it speaks of the shaking and links it to the word crown. Well, the word crown is the word corona. So, and that's there in the harbinger as crown. But now go even beyond it. And that is in the harbinger, and again, it it opens up in the harbinger, too. But in the harbinger, things to come, it says, well, how long was it in between the first shaking, or that strike of the enemy, that's the biblical pattern, and then the greater shakings that are coming? How long is that time window? Well, one window, and you mentioned the Northern Kingdom, it was actually 10 years. Now, the Harbinger came out after those 10 years. But then there's the other template of judgment, which is of the Southern Kingdom. And so it, and it specifically says, it says, okay, how long was it in the Southern Kingdom? And so it said, well, the Southern Kingdom, the first shaking came in 605 B.C., Babylon. And then the greater calamities came in 586 B.C. So how long is the period? It's 19 years. It's a 19-year mystery. So what happens if you take the year of 9-11, first shaking, 2001, add 19 years. What year does it bring you to? It brings you to the year 2020, to be a year of shakings, a year of shakings. And so here you have and you have the number in the Bible of judgment, number 19, you know, is, is used. It's the 19th year that that all happens. What is the name of the plague? We said corona, but what, what is the name of the disease? It has a number. Corona 19, which is the number of judgment in there. And it is linked to 19 years from the. I'm I'm, listen, I'm, not that they named it for that reason, but it's there. It's there. And so you have all that. So one of the things, and I'm going to get deeper into this, I mean, it's going to be kind of mind boggling, or I would say stunning what we're going to see about this. But here it is, even the timing is that, and that's why I knew for years I kept watching this year. Is this going to be a year of shaking? And that's why I told my congregation before B. I told them, and it absolutely has. So this is very, very real.
1: So is there an ancient mystery behind the pandemic?
0: Yes. And this is so kind of, I would say, so big that I think this is the biggest chapter in the Harbinger now let me say this before, and it's going to be very important, but, so let me say this before anything. First of all, I'm not saying that the reason for something is only one thing. There's many reasons for anything, but also not that because someone has got sick and someone didn't and someone died. That has nothing to do with it. We're in the world and the world things happen in the world and that's, you know, we're in a fallen world. But when we talk about judgment, we're talking about a, against a civilization. Now, here's the thing a few things. One, biblically, the prophet Jeremiah stood at the gates of Israel, or the Potter's Gate. He overlooked the valley of Hinnom, where they sacrificed their children to the gods. And he said, because of what you did, he said, judgment's gonna come upon you for what you did for your children. Now that's something in the Bible. Ultimately, the judgment that came upon ancient Israel came for the blood of their children, where they sacrificed them. Now, there were other sins too, but it was all, that was the epitome sin. And so, it especially invokes judgment. The killing of children. Now, Jeremiah said specifically that a plague, one of the judgments was going to be a plague, or a pestilence was going to come for what you have done to the children. Now, the killing of children, you know, that's what they did back then, you know, that we don't do that now, of course. No, they killed thousands. We kill millions. We have killed millions of children, unborn children, through abortion, and we've done half a century of it. And the thing is, this generation, you know, this generation has killed, I'm not just America, but America, yes, but also the world has killed more children than any other generation in the history of this planet. And so this is gigantic. And the thing is that with that, what is it a sin of? It's a, you know, the sin of abortion or the sin of, of even what they did back then was the sin of the older taking the life of the younger, the older against the younger. So if something happened, a repercussion from that, what would we expect? It would be something that targets the older overwhelmingly as opposed to the younger overwhelmingly now we're not saying anything is going to be you know one for one but that is the ultimate thing which nation kills the most children china where did this plague start china which nation has led the world into abortion and has killed more than most nations America. In fact, America does this, kills at the later stage more than almost any nation, a uh, later stage of birth, of pregnancy. Now, but let's go deeper here. Now, it, with this, where in America have more children been killed or more blood shed of children? New York. What was the center when this plague came to America? Where did it strike more than any other place to this day of death? New York. New York. So New York actually became the abortion capital, is the abortion capital of America. It became the capital of the plague. What place in New York? New York City. That is overwhelmingly where this takes place. New York City became the capital of the plague. And not only that, not only that but remember what happened just uh, the year before all this happened new york passed a gruesome law which was saying basically we can basically put to death children up to the time of birth they denied it but that's exactly what it said and when they did that when they did that think about what the bible says What jeremiah said not only did they do that; they celebrated they rejoiced and they lit up the harbinger the governor gave orders to light up the tower in the color pink, you know, for supposedly, you know, and, and so here they're lighting up this tower, and within one year of that, actually in the same year, the, that was the beginning of the year, at the end of that year, the plague starts. And the thing is that one year later, it comes to New York. And not only that, the news, the day that the news came to, New, to America, I mean, through the newspapers, the headlines, the announcement came, the next day, the papers were filled with the headlines, the plague has come to America, first case, patient zero. There was a date next to the headline. The date was January 22nd, which is the same date that America legalized abortion. It was also exactly one year from when New York passed that law. That is one part of it. Let me just take this a little bit, uh, you know. Jonathan, I'll I'll interject. We'll
1: pick it up on the other side on this point. I just want to point out and again, and you've pointed this out as well, that when you're talking about a judgment, you're not talking about individuals. Absolutely. Because when there is a judgment, innocent people die. That's right. So Absolutely. we're not saying that God is passing judgment on Absolutely. these individuals who have passed away from COVID 19. This is a general judgment against an entire civilization, yes. Yes. just like during the Civil War. Yeah. You know, Lincoln innocent people it. died. And Lincoln, Lincoln said, said this is a judgment against slavery.
0: Yes.
1: All right. We'll yes. pick it up Absolutely. on the other side. Jonathan Kahn, the harbinger to the return. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. <laughs> You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarratt. Welcome back. Jonathan Kahn stays with us. And uh, the book due out September 1st is The Harbinger to the Return. And you can uh, pre-order. And if you do so before September 1st, uh, you can, um, you'll can you also receive about $100 worth of uh, well, I guess these are uh, e-books, uh, e versions of Jonathan's other books: uh, the uh, the Paradigm, uh, the Oracle, the Mystery of the Shemitah, and, and others. Just go to theharbingerreturns.com. dot com. And uh, before the break, Jonathan, we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. the timing of
0: yes.
1: the uh, Patient Zero, January twenty second, mm-hmm. which coincides. That was the date that Roe versus Wade it uh, was passed in 1973 we also had that was the it was the 1 year anniversary of of yeah. uh new york sort of reaffirming abortion rights in in uh, that state uh and again new york became really the the uh, the the, uh, the hot zone for yeah. Covid nineteen, and you you wanted to add yeah. a couple more points before
0: we yeah. moved on. Yeah, Remember that, that too, Richard. That that this was you know, the, the New York was the same city that put up the image of the god of death over it. You know, um, that kali. Remember that. And and so now that the same Empire State Building was lit up red. You know, blood red. And and you know, actually it was a kind of a scary sight. But it all came back. And and the thing is that that the, 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 the here's another thing. And there's so much. But I'm just going to say this here. Um, there is, you know, when Jeremiah prophesied this, you know, for, for, you know, for, and actually, with Jeremiah, it concerned the 19th year, too, is when these things came. But not only that, it said, he said something about Potter's Field. He, he said, it says that he gave this at the Potter's Field. He's holding a Potter's Jar in his hand, and he's given this prophecy. But Potter's, the Potter's Field or the Potter's Gate is over, is, is where they were doing this to the children. It was, it was the Valley of Hinnom. Um, and so, so Jeremiah says there are going to be so many people, who are dying, it, that they will not be able to accommodate it there, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they won't be able to accommodate it in the field, so they won't have enough to handle it. Well, in New York City, the same thing happened. They couldn't handle the number of, of dead. Um, so they went, they brought the unclaimed to an island, and the island, they, they put them in a, in a place on the island that New York calls the Potter's Field the process wow. field as, as jeremiah and jeremiah who made that prophecy and it actually that that name actually comes from that field in jerusalem by which jeremiah was standing when he made that prophecy that to my body one other thing about that and that is that you all heard the bomb of gilead the bomb of gilead where's the bomb of gilead well jeremiah when he speaks of this you know, of him, of, of this, this, this valley of death and, and, and what they did to the children and the judgment that's coming for it. He cries out and he says, is there no bomb in Gilead? Very famous. Is there no healing? Is there no cure? You know, that's what the Hebrew word means. That, you know, cure. Well, America started seeking, the, Mr. The plague has been seeking for the, the for, you know, for the cure the vaccine and all of a sudden news was announced by that a company had come up with a cure and the Wall Street went up 500 points, shot up 500 points. You know, they were, just did a little bit. It really did not answer the whole and, and so it was kind of disappointing, but but it went up 500 points, you know, And what and what was the name of that, that cure that the, the company that came up with that bomb that cure for America? What was the name of the company? The company's name was Gilead, from the Hebrew bomb of Gilead. Oh my lord! And, now now oh let me give you. Lord. I know I know. I'm going to give you one. I'm you one more here, and that is this. And then, and and here's the the other thing here. That is that you know you've heard me talk about the Jubilee yes uh, you know and and as you a good thing you know it's restoration but for those who have you took your land you know it's not a good thing they got to lose it they it's taken away from them it's restitution and so the jubilee also is re- it takes back what what was taken well you know years ago uh, there was you know america and and much of the world with it began to take life which does not belong to us it belongs to god and so life is now taken well what's the what's the what's the jubilean uh what's the jubilean time span it's 50 years uh, actually, abortion was legalized in America not first in 1973. It was legalized, abortion on demand, in 1970, particularly by New York. And and that's what you can look at everywhere. That's what it's only when it would nationwide. But it began particularly through New York, uh, and there were states that joined in 1970s. It's happened from 1970 from New York. So it's now this is the jubilee year of abortion in America. It's now two, thou, 2020, and now this is happening. And but not only that. When was the actual day that that New York approved abortion? It was in the assembly. It happened on April 9th in the assembly and April 10th in the Senate. And so that those were the days. Well, well, they did a study when, when it was sweeping over New York, and, and New York still has the highest death of any place. But when, when was, the, when was that the, the, the plague at its peak? Well, they, they, they did a seven-day average, and the New York Times did it, others did it, and they all came to the same two days. The two dates were April 9th and April 10th, exactly 50 years to the day, the jubilee to the day everything. And this is all what, remember, all these things in the Bible took place in the 19th year.
1: Unbelievable. In the book, you go further into the mystery ground. Tell us more about that.
0: Yeah, the mystery ground, remember, that is, for those who don't know, it's the the principle in the Bible that that when that when the destruc when destruction comes the judgment it, uh, with Israel it came back it returns to the ground where the nation was dedicated to God. And so the, the, the America was dedicated to God on its first day as a nation when Washington was sworn in and they all gathered and at, and they prayed and they dedicated America to God. Where was it? The capital wasn't wasn't Washington DC wasn't Philadelphia. It was New York City, where southern New York City, where exactly? It was Ground Zero. Ground Zero is the consecration ground of america the ancient principle the destruction returns there but not only that but remember that washington gave a warning on that day and he said that the smiles of heaven will never stay on a nation that disregards the eternal rules and order of of God, of Heaven, and that, and now that, this is what we're watching. Now, there's an. I, I never took you, you know, in the, in the Harbinger. I kind of take you outside on the ground of Ground Zero. Uh, of, of, you know, the place. By the way, the place where they prayed is called Saint Paul's Chapel, and that's still there at the corner of Ground Zero. But the thing is, so, but I never took it, I took it outside, never took it inside. Inside, there's actually, the whole place centers on something called the glory altarpiece. The glory altarpiece depicts the cloud of glory at the giving of the Ten Commandments. And so it's not just the Ten Commandments, it's it's talked, it's, it's a recreation of the day that it came and it has the name of God and has all these, these things that... And so, but it's interesting, because because when the Ten Commandments were given, or you, the Bible says something happened, it says actually, actually, the, it says about, uh, people died, they rebuilt and it says about 3,000 people died, it was the first national apostasy. Well, it's all there on the same corner, about 3,000 people on nine eleven died, it was all there on that corner from the beginning.
1: It's never-ending. It must make your head spin when you're researching this book.
0: Yes, it does. It does. Got and, it. Mind-blowing.
1: And so what was the appointed word that ended the week of 911
0: we spoke about the word and by the way richard you know whatever i'm able to say here of course i mean you know this but i mean there's even more in this than there is in the harbinger so i i, I can only give you know touches of these things but one thing is that that, you know, there was the word that that spoke about the enemy at the beginning of the week, that the enemy coming and striking and the coming like an eagle and the whole thing. Uh, but the, what was the word at the end? The word at the end, that Friday, was that they opened the scrolls again, and it was God speaking to a nation that had suffered calamity and suffered suffered judgments and calamity and says to the nation, Return to me, says the Lord. Come back. Return to me. And, and basically, I will return to you, and I'll receive the voice of God saying, Come back. My arms are open. I'm trying to save you from what is coming. Unfortunately, so far you know, America did not heed that, and America, you know, again, after the first three weeks of rushing to church, then has gone headstrong, with, with much of the West, the West, with it, has gone headstrong away from God, and so therefore the warning gets much greater, and again, but the call of God is still here, and, and so here's, you know, one of the things we gets into is, you know, is there hope, you know, and, and if there is, what is the hope?
1: So there is a scripture that you point to that's really critical for the present moment. What is that?
0: Yeah, well, the scripture that, and it's in the Harbinger too, and, and, and that is, and many people know it, but it's so crucial now, and that scripture is, if my people who are called by my name. We'll humble themselves. We'll pray. We'll seek my face. We'll turn from their sinful ways. I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That is the thing that God actually gave Solomon when he was standing on that, on that, you know, consecration ground. But the amazing thing is when you look at the words before it, the words that lead up to it, the last words are God says, if I send a plague on the land. The last words that lead up to it that are leading to that is is a pestilence or a pandemic on the land. So now we've got that. That right happening, and at the same time, so we're, it's like a setup for those who will turn to God. And and the other thing is, but it says that also. I will shut up, if I shut up the heavens. That's in the verse before the verse as well. And so you know, drought, famine, food shortage. Well, that's happening around the world, by the way. You know, mega droughts and that. But then it also says, that if I send locusts, locusts. Well, now what about locusts? Well, the the thing is, that, um, maybe you're you're probably aware. Other people are not always so aware, but. Right now, at the same time when there is a plague of of biblical proportions happening this way, there's also a plague of famine, but there's also around much of the world a plague of locusts. The greatest plague of locusts since in, in generations, and it's happening in Africa, Asia, Latin America, so you got locusts, you got famine, all in 2020, you've got, you've got the plague, you've got all these things, and those are the exact three things that lead up to If My People, so God is making it clear, we've got a window, we've got a chance to, t- to come back, but now is the moment.
1: All the horsemen are, are uh, saddling up. All right, yeah. Jonathan, we'll take another time out and continue to delve into The Harbinger 2, The Return. More when The Conspiracy Show returns.
0: Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett.
1: Welcome back. Uh, So, Jonathan, uh, there's a chapter in The Harbinger II, The Return, called The Island, and you write of a, a prophetic warning that's embedded in America's foundation that's now coming true. What is it?
0: Yeah. America began as we know it, there was, before Washington, before statehood, before all that, there was, it was a civilization. And there was actually a, a prophetic word spoken over it. And the word was spoken by the man who's if, if Washington is called, has been known as a father of the country. This one was known as the grandfather, and this was John Winthrop. And he was the one who started Massachusetts Bay, the Puritans, and the whole thing. And he was the governor of that as well. So he led them across the Atlantic, and he gave them a word, and the word was prophetic, and it was, and it's called, we've known it as city on the hill. And he says, we shall be as a city on a hill. He's talking about America's going to become as a city on a hill, or or the settlement. It's going to be a city on a hill, and it's going to be, become a new civilization. And he starts quoting from Israel, from Moses, speaking to Israel, and saying, he says, the eyes of, and also Jesus, by the way, he says, the eyes of the whole world are upon us, and it says that if we follow God, if we follow the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, we'll become the most I'm paraphrasing now, I'm the most blessed nation on earth will become the most powerful nation on earth, will become the most prosperous nation on earth, and the God of Israel shall be with us and the whole thing, and we 'll have victory and victory and you could see you look at america and look look what happened to it at the same time he says, if we turn away from God, if we start going after other gods, so he 's the first one to give like these well, warnings, he basically says then and he's quoting from moses the judgments that came on israel are going to come upon america and that's exactly what you see you know, with the harbinger. It's exactly what you see with now, what we're seeing now with the plague. All these things. You want to understand the mysteries of it? That's where it is. Even when I talked about the 19th year, all that's happening. Because, see, America was patterned, was founded after the pattern of ancient Israel. So if it falls away, it's going to fall away after the, after the pattern of, it, of ancient Israel. And it's going to start dealing with the judgments in one form or another, just like the harbingers, one form or another of, in modern form, of ancient Israel. So here you got this mystery at the very beginning very beginning but now here's here's a whole nother thing to it there was actually a place you know he, he called it the city on the hill so people say america the city on a hill now of course ultimately it comes from jesus and it's just about the disciples but the thing is that it was given to america it was the first symbol or image of america in its history the city on the hill it shall be as a city on the hill well reagan said it the City on the hill but it was all from winthrop all from here but there actually was a city on a hill Winthrop actually founded, you know, Massachusetts Bay, well, basically governed it, and he founded a city. You know, he was looking for a city that they could live, you know, for God And And we know the city, and it was called the City on the Hill. To this day, it's one of the names of it. And what is it? The name is Boston. Boston was the City on the Hill. Where did 9-11 begin, really? Boston. It went from the City on the Hill to the other foundation ground, ground zero, where America was dedicated to God. And the thing is, but not only that, not only that, but Winthrop actually had an island, and he had an island. It was called Governor's Island because he was the governor, and he, he was there. He would be there. He'd pray for the future and all that, and he, he'd be there and he planted trees and all. Well, later on, what happened to the island? The island was subsumed, and it became part of something else. And what it became was called was called Logan Airport. began on the ground of John Winthrop, on his island, on the very place of the man who warned America, if it ever turned away, the blessings would turn away, and he would actually quote from Moses, Deuteronomy, Moses, and the very word of 9-11 was Moses. Speaking of Deuteronomy, saying this is going to happen, and and they'll come from far away, and they'll come like an eagle. It all began there. So it all you can imagine it takes off from his island. You know the terrorists take off, and it it's all coming back to the beginning. We talked about the all these things are happening. The trumpets are sounding on nine eleven. All these things are happening. It's a warning. If we don't come back, God is calling. If we don't come back, this is where it ends.
1: Some saw the election of Trump as maybe buying America more time. And Trump has done certain things, uh, love him or hate him. He has, <laughs> yeah. by executive order, allowed for prayer on in public schools. He has appointed judges that are, I suppose one could say, more sympathetic to religious freedom. Some have seen those judges as perhaps being more in line with anti-abortion. So... Yeah. Yeah. What happened? What
0: happened? Richard, that's a great point. First of all, you and I talked about a little while back, we talked about another mystery or parallel or replaying, and that was the that was the paradigm, one of the books that we talked about, that I, I did about, I don't know, if it was just two years ago or three years ago. And that is where Trump is following this template of Jehu, which, who rose up, you know, he's risen up and he's unlikely and, you know, he's kind of crazy and all over the place and all that yet. God used him to stop, to hold back what was coming, the judgment that was coming. And so he does to a degree, but it's a mixed bag. But the thing is that remember we talked in the beginning about this this window. And again, it doesn't matter what you think of Trump personally. It's not about that. It is about the things that you just spoke about about life. It is about holding back religious freedom. It is about all those things. Despite you know what he planned or didn't plan, it doesn't matter. God can use anybody. But the thing is that it kind of held it back. And so this is all part of this window we've been in. But if it goes the other way, and this is not you know, but we're just talking about policies. Much of that window is closing, so here we're all coming. I mean, here we're we're coming to the autumn. I mean, all these things. We're in the 19th year. We're coming to the autumn, which is the time of election. By the way, it's also the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower coming over here, and all these things are converging. And so I think it's a very. And I'm not saying something has to happen this way or that way, but I think we have to be ready. The point is, that I think that this is a dangerous time. One of the things I get into, I, I get into hope. You know, there's a whole thing, and we won't. I'm sure we won't have time for. But how? God literally changed the course miraculously of America at least two times. One was with Lincoln, and it had to do with. Second Chronicles 7, and, and then the other was Reagan with Second Chronicle 7, and supernaturally changed the course when it looked like it was over. He can do that again, but the big thing is if. And I think if we do not, if there is not a return, then I think we are certainly watching, if we're not watching the entire window, we're certainly watching a major window close, and it's all happening at the same time. You know when when Trump, some people thought, okay, well, the answer is Trump. Well, the answer is in politics. You know, politics can help a window right. stay open, but it's revival. It's repentance. It's return. It's spiritual. You can't solve a physical thing without a spiritual answer. I mean, without with a, a, a I've spiritual got to, question. Jonathan, i got
1: to jump a, in. We'll take a quick yeah. timeout, and we'll pick up on that point. Jonathan Cahn stays with us on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away.
0: Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show
1: with Richard Serrett. The Harbinger 2 uh will be available in uh, bookstores on September the 1st, uh, Amazon of course, Barnes and Noble, Books-a-Million, Christian Books, Walmart. Uh but you can pre-order it. And if you pre-order before September the 1st, uh you can uh, collect some um well $100 worth of uh Jonathan Con books ebook form, I believe, and just go to The Harbinger Returns Dot .com the harbinger returns.com uh what do these recent events have to do with an ancient hebrew holy day
0: jonathan and and let me say you know to Richard that you know because you know, even you know the, the generosity of your time you know to do this um, there's still so much and we talk about the answer I'll just say to those listening there's something called the winds of april and also the western terrace that gets into the answer and what we need to know so future but but uh, will we'll probably touch on but but that's that's crucial that's in the book but here yeah the, the thing is that that there is there is a you know holy day you know in this in the bible and that is that, that it's the first holy day, really. And that's when the, the, the people of Israel were told to go inside, and, you know, stay inside, and stay locked down until, uh, because a plague was passing through the land, until the morning. That is, that's Passover. Has never happened in the history of the world since over 3,000 years ago until twenty twenty when the people of israel were told again to stay inside their houses locked down because a plague was passing through the land and they were actually told by their leaders to do this and the day they were told to do this was the night of passover and they were literally told stay until the morning i mean it's never happened before but it wasn't it was like reenacting but so here they are talking about you know talking about being in a home because of the in egypt because of the plague and it's literally happening in the world but it wasn't just israel and the jewish people it was the whole World, the whole world was in a sense reenacting Passover. That and it was at the time of Passover that this whole thing exploded on the world, and everybody was locked down in their houses across the world. I don't care what you are—Muslim and Hindu and you know Christian, Jewish—we're all locked down. You know, we have a, we have a. Uh, civilization that is turned away from the it's the faith that at the bottom, which is a Passover faith. Jesus died on Passover. Jesus died as the Passover Lamb. What's the Passover all about? It's about the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? Jesus is. And so here is a pointing. You got a plague. You got a something that looks like a judgment, and yet you have the form of a judgment. And you have what's the answer? The Lamb is the answer, and that is still the answer. You can see the world going crazy and shaking and all that happening, and yet the answer is still the Lamb. Is the lamb is Jesus. To anyone who will come, that's why I said you must be born again. That is the answer. You know, the name of Jesus in Hebrew is, you know, Yeshua. Yeshua means, it means he. God is the is salvation. You want to be safe? That means safe. You want to be safe? You want to be, you want to make sure you're good, you want to make sure you're right? you got to get into Jesus, and you got to get, and it's born again. So, I'm just throwing this in, but it's absolutely true. And let me say something else. With, you know what, we talked about New York, and we talked about the, the day. Well, in New York, there was more people so Celebrating Passover that day than any other pe- than any other place, you know, in in in, in America or in, in outside Israel, and and the day that you know when when did the plague in New York reach its peak and then start passing? It was April 9th, which was which we said before, which is Passover, that very day. Uh, and, and we said it was a, <laughs> actually remember we said it was a two day thing. It was the fiftieth anniversary yes, of New York. Yes, yes. Well, the other day, what was the next day that was also part of it? It was April tenth. It was Good Friday. So, which is also Passover. So, who could put that together?
1: Oh my Lord! Nobody but the great yeah. uh, the the Creator. Yeah. Uh, at the end of uh, Harbinger Two, you reveal an event that took place in secret, and it revealed what was yet to happen before anything, even nine eleven. Tell us about that. Yeah,
0: they were believers. This is the kind of secret story here, and, and I, I, I reveal at the end of that, they're, they're, and this is something I held back onto for, until this book. And there were believers who knew there was something coming, and they came to New York, and they are praying, because they knew a terrorist, literally, a terrorist attack was, was being planned for America and New York, and they came to New York to pray, and they joined up at the Statue of Liberty, which is the gate, you know, we talk about the Watchman; that's the Watchman at the gate, the gate of the nation, that's where, actually, the Watchman would see the coming calamity, and this is before 9-11. And as they do, there's a man there with a, well, let me say, I'll say it here. I don't say it in the book, so I'm going to reveal it the first time for you. It was me, and I didn't say it in the book, but, but, but was there with a, with a, with a shofar, and I'm sharing, and I'm praying, and we're praying for America, praying for New York City, and I sound the shofar, and somebody takes a picture. And that, you know, in, in the Bible, there are prophetic images where you know where, where Ezekiel sees, and you know, an image of what is coming. The, the well, they we take a picture, and I'm I'm sounding the shofar, and the shofar is touching the World Trade Center. It's literally touching the north. World Trade Center, where it's going to have to start. It's all going to begin. It's literally touching the exact spot where 9 is going to begin. And then I lift up my hands and I say a blessing as I'm praying for America and, and, and New York and, and literally a, a flying object, a plane, comes by and, it, and it's captured on film. It's the exact image of 9-11 intersecting with the tower at the exact spot. I mean, when it's happening? And the date that we came to pray and the date for, regarding what was going to happen, it was two years before 9/11, it was September 11th, two years before, and no, not only dear. that. And I have an image of the book. I, you know, I don't, I don't put the film, but of, of, the, but I have an image of that. I actually, it's the only time I ever put an image in a book at the end. But not only that, but the date was the Feast of Trumpets. And here's the warning, and here's the thing. 9-11 was revealed through the Feast of Trumpets. Feast of Trumpets, which is about coming, you know, the Feast of Trumpets is the warning that 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 more is coming, that judgment, it's the sounding of the trumpet saying, get ready, get right with God. And so ever since 9-11 happened, it's, it's God saying, get ready, get back, come back, return, or get right with me. And if the nation around you isn't getting right, you make sure you're getting right, because we have a limited time until these things so there so take that as a heavy as as a major thing but these are the days of the trumpets
1: so what's going to happen next i mean is there hope or what should we be doing
0: I believe there's hope, and you know, Richard, you mentioned at the beginning, and I appreciate that. First of all, I've called for something called the return, and that is the National and Global Day of Prayer and Repentance. It's going to be September 26, which actually during these days of all, actually begins It's 10 days of prayer and repentance, and that begins with the Feast of Trumpets and ends at the, at the 10 days with, with uh, David Thomas. But the, the return is September 26 on Saturday. It can be done at home, it can be done in churches, it can be done everywhere. We're going to meet in Washington on the National Mall, but it's going to be everywhere. And we will simulcast it. I'm not saying this just for that I'm saying it because we need to do this if my people if, if there is hope but if, if the big thing is if if we turn and it begins with us if we don't then there is no hope without God there is no hope so for those for, for those of you who will come to God there is hope and we've got to pray for our nations Canada uh, America the world that there can be there can be an, a great end-time harvest but it all it all it all goes back to if and each one of us with Jesus and each one of us back to God and it, it, each one one of us
1: with Return. And uh, again, The Return, National and Global Day of Prayer and Repentance, and that's happening on the Washington Mall. Uh, that's on the, the 26th of September, but it's a whole week, really, or 10 days yes. of uh, national prayer, and people can go to thereturn.org, thereturn.org, and uh, they can get in touch with you and your ministry at hopeoftheworld.org. Again, the Harbinger 2: the return coming September the 1st, pre-order at. Uh, the harbingerreturns.com I know there's a lot of websites there just go to my website strangeplanet.ca and all the links are there just click on Jonathan's name that'll take you to Hope of the World you click on the um, the uh, the book Harbinger 2 that'll take you uh, there as well uh, Jonathan uh, thank you for being so generous with your time always a, a great honor and a pleasure speaking
0: with you it's uh, listen Richard it's always my honor it was a joy to meet you also once uh, but keep up the wonderful work you know, I'll always I'll always be here for you you know whenever something happens so thank you and, and you just stay strong
1: you too thank you Jonathan God bless God
0: bless
1: alright my thanks to uh, Ryan and uh, Carlos back next week with a brand new program in the meantime don't be afraid there's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known what you hear in the dark speak in the light but I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Well, or at least up the stairs. Good night.